everyone, welcome to Movie Films with Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. And I'm Steve. Movies talk. So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies. S- Steve, how are you doing this week? Uh, apparently people on the internet hate me. Oh, that's unfortunate. I That is very unfortunate. I'm going to lose so much sleep and pain over this. I can't, how can I even go on? I quit making movies forever. You'll be laughing all the way to the bank. All the way to the bank with all my money. The blood bank. So yeah, uh, for those listening at home, including, I assume, the guy who made this post because of the references in it. It's highly possible. <laughs> Thanks for listening and giving us hints. It helps us. It literally doesn't hurt us at all. Thank uh, you very much. Apparently, someone made a Craigslist post, which at first I did not read as it would being directed at me at all because I'm not a conceited asshole that would automatically assume it was about me. Mm-hmm. Um, about a killer unicorn movie. And my initial response was, oh, what the shit, fuck. Okay, well, we need to hurry up and make Karis Hell the short at least so that there's no risk of Karis Hell being called the ripoff. Yeah. Because, you know, killer unicorn movie, I'm sure four people had that idea after seeing Cabin in the Woods. I liked Carousel because it wasn't about a unicorn. It was about a carousel horse. We just picked a unicorn because it's prettier. And it's easier to write kills. Exactly. Um, But then my good friend Cody Rook, who is the makeup effects guy for Red Christmas and uh, has been the makeup effects guy for a few other horror films, and he does amazing work. Fantastic work. Cody's seriously going to go places. He'll go places before I do. Uh, called me in and pointed out that it seems pretty fucking obvious that the entire post is just shitting all over me and Carousel's script. That's not fair. I read that script. It's a good script. It's a great script. Um, So yeah, clearly someone really hates me and is really hung up on me, especially because I've gotten into no fights or arguments with anyone for many months. So someone is still really mad about something I did at some point potentially up to a year ago or more and just today exploded on craigslist and said yeah i'm gonna yeah fuck you steve i'm gonna post this on craigslist and then maybe you'll see it i guess (laughs) and be bothered by it yeah good thing you're cruising craigslist looking for those jobs all the time all the time that they knew you'd see that they know your schedule and they know your routine seriously if it wasn't for cody i would have never seen it yeah that's how (laughs) they get you they're gonna talk bad about your behind your back Exactly. You're burned. Oh, I got burned. So bad. So yeah, it's just it's a weird surreal thing. It's all. I'm I just think yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Sounds it is stupid. I read it and I was like, "Wow, this is someone someone has some issues they need to work out." Yeah. Cuz they either hate you or just want to fuck your brains out. I'm not sure what kind of sexual aggression they're working <laughs> through right now. It really could go either way. I it ass- could. I assume they want to fuck me. You should write a new script about that. I will. And I'm going to put even more nudity in it. More nudity. And more gingers. And talk about how shitty the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. In your movie. In the movie. That's a risky move. It'll be perfect. But it'll pay off. It will pay off. I'll get Andrew Garfield to (laughs) co-star. Yeah, just just make him uh, not Spider-Man, but Spider-Dude. It'll be Spider-Dude. Say, oh man, that guy took that guy's pizza. (laughs) I took your fucking pizza. What now, bitch? <laughs> his character's name will be Spider-Man Drew Garfield. <laughs> That's his name. It has nothing to do with the character Spider-Man. Nothing. Nothing to do. He's just, everyone walks up and he has a spider in his hand and everyone's like, whoa, it's Spider-Hand. Exactly. Perfect. Spider-Man. 
<laughs> well, that's a Spider-Man. Drew Garfield. We're really pulling, pulling this bit out. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, that was my day today. Uh, just weird and surreal. And this is not the first time I had a weird internet stalker. Uh, back when I was, like, 20, making, like, I'm, like, talking about fucking Wolfster days, some guy hated me so much that he joined other internet forums with my username and then made everyone, and tried to make everyone hate me mm-hmm. by posting horrible opinions all the time. And that was the weirdest, most dedicated hater I've had in my life. That's pretty weird. Uh, so... <laughs> I guess I'm doing something right if people hate me this much. To... Or, or people just have mental problems. It's probably both. It's probably just the second one. Yeah, it's probably just the second one. <laughs> I'm not doing anything right. <laughs> if I was doing something right, Captain Z would be selling way more copies right now. That's true. And Carousel would actually have a budget and be out before this dumb Craigslist posting. That's true, too. But they're going to get that short made because the weather someday is going to get better. And then you'll paint that unicorn. And then it will murder people for a short film sold to people in Indiegogo. That'll be your proof of concept. And then bam, baby, back up on Kickstarter. All the money, and then you're making the big times. I did talk to a uh, SAG actor producer uh, who said she has a lot of contacts and might uh, want to talk to me more about trying to get me in touch with some people that have money. So, uh there's a, that's that's a chance. I'm not saying any guarantees. I'm not climbing the ladder to the big top. Cause big top sh- is a circus reference. That is a circus reference. What? Clowns. Which I have worked at. Yes. And then I walk around the corner, and I'm Spider-Man, and then a clown looks at me and goes, "Who's my number one Spider what? birthday boy?" <laughs> How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. Um. <laughs> This past, uh, see, uh, this episode's gonna be a bit shorter. You'll probably notice than our usual fare because I uh, have to leave for San Diego in a few days for San Diego Comic Con. Woo! This episode, of course, be going up after after the fact, so it was probably a great time. Woo! Thumbs up. Uh, but the past weekend before we record this was the my weekend of living on Japan time. Uh, WWE had a live event from Japan. They basically like aired on the network a house show. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar showed up, killed a black man, and then uh, ever and the, ja- the entire crowd, this Japanese crowd, was cheering for him to do so. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. Um, and then there's the NXT Championship. That's just the reason me and my wife were watching it. I was good. Then I got up on Sunday morning at 2 a.m. to watch uh, New Japan pay per view live because I just wanted to watch it live and not worry about waking up in the morning and having something spoiled for me. Uh, and that was great. I recommend it uh, if you want to. Get on New Japan World, their streaming service. Pay the $8 and some change uh, to subscribe and check it out. I recommend it. All right. So, other than that, just getting ready to go on vacay. Before the vacay. Before the vacay, go to San Diego, see all my friends on the West Coast. I am jealous. This is a year I'm missing. Um, And... You know, last year there weren't any panels that I cared about outside of the usual, like, comic panels. But this year is the only fucking year I may try to go to Hall H because of all the Warner Brothers DC movie shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a shot. This will be my first year of actually me trying to go to Hall H. I spent ten years not giving a shit. <laughs> but now they're actually finally doing stuff I care about, so... Might, might give it a shot. If not, I don't care. I got better things to do. Absolutely. So. Worst case scenario, you just... Don't get into Hall H and do other stuff. Yeah, worst case scenario, have a good time. 
<laughs> terrible. Oh. So terrible. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, so uh, yeah, you'll notice now we're just not have much movie news. We're recording very soon after uh, last week's episode, and also with San Diego coming up, not a lot of people are talking about my, many things. Uh, I could pretty. I quiet. could talk about Terminator Genesis. I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. Give you want to give a quick, you want to give a little review on that? Um, I thought that it was an all around solid film. You know, it was nothing amazing, but it was fun. It was adequate. It was. I mean, it was above adequate. It was more than just like average like it was above that uh probably all around a better sequel than three and four were um and clearly made by fans of one and two uh there was a lot of homages to the first film uh to the point where it almost looked like they just straight up took shots from the first film because that's how well they recreated scenes but they just couldn't use footage from the first film for some reason right right uh, it always kind of bothers me well you can see you can see the scene in the trailer where it's the arnie t-800 with the punks and they Look similar to ones in the first film, like Bill Paxton. That's not Bill Paxton. Uh, uh, <laughs> like in the new movie, I'm saying, like that's obviously not Bill I know, Paxton. Yeah, I know. As, as again, like, they don't look right. It's because they're not. They're, they 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 go that step to try to make them look like the punks, but they don't make them look just like the punks in the first movie. It's like, hey, you can just use the footage. You're recreating all the scenes. Why don't you just use the footage from the first movie? Mm-hmm. People people will be fine with that. <laughs> um. But it was a solid film. Arnold was fantastic. Uh, the woman they got to play Sarah Connor was really good. I was actually really surprised and impressed by her because I got a very Linda Hamilton vibe from her. But she still did her own thing as the character. And cool. and the guy who played Kyle Reese was fine. I mean, he's been in other stuff. He's fine at acting. But it's Jai Courtney, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, anyone could have played Kyle Reese probably in this film. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I did not watch any of the trailers. Because that twist was actually pretty fantastic, seeing it blind in the film. I don't want to say what it is, even though I'm sure at this point it has been spoiled for literally everyone in the world. Well, if it's not that, if you haven't seen the trailers, you've seen all the news articles talking about the director, who, I mean, like we said this before, directors have no control over marketing. Like, he made that, all these, that scene in particular and all this stuff. For the to see in the movie theaters, he'd be surprised by it, not just have it in a trailer. Yeah, and and on the posters too. I didn't even see yeah, that. It's on the posters. Yeah, it's so fucking terrible. Um, because the first trailer, the very first trailer I saw had no spoilers. It was fantastic. The first trailer made it seem like the entire movie they were going to be fighting the Asian T one thousand, and I thought that was great. Yeah, and. So I didn't watch any other trailers past that. I saw the film. I thought the twist was really good. There's a lot of a lot of great decisions they made with that. I was actually surprised at several points. Um, and then after seeing the film, I watched the trailers, and holy shit, my enjoyment of the film would have gone down tenfold if I would have yeah, I think saw that's that. Everyone's problem. Um, because because obviously, if you go to the movie theater and you see the trailers, nothing you can do about it. I was lucky that all the movies I went to at my local theater didn't show any trailers for it. Um, as we just said before, Cinema Sins just spoiled for, it for me, uh, me anyways. So. Uh, um, a, the trailer started before Jurassic World. I immediately ran out of the theater. I'm not even kidding. Oh, really? Yes, I was just like, no, I heard there's a spoiler. Bye, honey. That's funny. Um, and yeah, I, I just never got it, surprisingly, because all the movies I've seen since that was the, the only movie. That was the only movie that had the Terminator trailer for me was Jurassic World. Nothing else did. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But yeah, uh, solid film. It feels more like a sequel to just one versus one and two, like the director was originally saying. Mm-hmm. Although it works as a good, like, ender of a trilogy for those three films, because you can still say T2 happened, they just don't really reference it. 
And there's some characters from T2 that kind of pop up in a really good way. And yeah, I don't know. It was fine. Uh, confusing time travel shit, but at least they tried to explain it a little bit better. Well, I, I um, like that. Apparently they already have two more films in the works, but in two years the rights revert back, revert back to James Cameron anyways. Well, James Cameron apparently really liked this movie, so maybe I don't just... know what. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still question if he is being legitimate about that or if he is. Uh... Well, I'm, I was just saying, if he was legitimate, he may work with those guys if they do have a plan. Maybe. But... Although, given the opening weekend box office numbers for uh, Genesis, it doesn't seem all too no, not at all too well. It didn't. It very unperformed. Well, I mean, it, it did good internationally, but as we all know, internationally doesn't necessarily mean much because half of that's. You know, they're not only going to get fifty percent of that. Plus, I think the budget is one hundred fifty-five million pre-marketing costs. Yeah, and uh, that you know, and they and they made. sponsored WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. WrestleMania is a huge thing with the uh, Universal. Um. Stuff. So yeah, I'd give it three and a half, maybe. Uh, fun oh, I mean, film. That's I'm a really glad. Yeah, I'm really glad that I saw it. Like honestly, I'm really glad I saw it, but I will probably never see it again. It, yeah. it works perfectly as the legitimate ending to the entire Terminator franchise. Um, even though there's a little teaser for possible sequels, you can still say, ah, fuck it, it doesn't matter. And just ignore that one teaser scene. But otherwise, it works as a legitimate ending. It's a happy ending. There's some good jokes. There's some really good action, actually. And again, the twist is amazing if you didn't see any of the trailers like I did. Yeah, I legitimately went, oh, it got me. It got me really fucking good. It was a great idea, and I feel so bad for the director because the marketing department fucked over that movie. Yeah, clearly. So, yeah, I don't know what I, how I feel about it. I might get out to see it sometime. I just don't feel like I have any rush to. Totally fair. <laughs> I'm just like, I think we, we discussed it before. It's like, Terminator 2 can just, it, it's fine. You can just stop there. To me, that's the ending of the franchise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, the, I really like the story of Terminator 3, but we can, we'll save that for another day. Save that for another day. Save that for another day. So, uh, I think uh, that's about it for reviews. I don't have anything else to really talk about either. Oh, there's a Proton Pack breakdown for the new Proton Pack. Uh, it's all shit. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, seriously, it makes no sense. Uh, Paul, it's, Fe a it's a plasma cannon. Paul Fag based, yeah, it's a plasma cannon. It's not radiation at all. Um, so, I'm not sure why there's a radiation symbol anymore. I mean, there's a radiosotope, but that's not what that symbol means. I don't know. I don't know. That way you see that movie comes out. Yeah. How that all works. And, uh, in our final bit of mini-news, uh, fuck you, Brian Singer. Oh, yeah, you had, yeah, he said something. <laughs> some pretty cryptic, dumb shit. X-Men Apocalypse will be, quote, the true birth of the X-Men. Get your fucking dick out of your mouth, you weird motherfucker. <laughs> like, he's just going out of his way to make his X-Men the only X-Men to the point where he's even rewriting how his X-Men come to be to make sure that he's the one that establishes it. Anything to prevent first class from standing on its own, I feel. Yeah. It's, Sounds about right. Yeah, let's. It's just really what it feels like, you know. Everyone loved First Class, and First Class did really well. And a lot of people, a lot of people said that that was a great new jumping-off point for the franchise. And as soon as Singer comes back, the very first thing he does is like reboot First Class and shit. Oh, but but he he retconned uh, X Men Three. Uh. I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? I'd rather I'd rather just like I'm. More accepting of reboots of storylines than retcons in movies. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Personally. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Because uh, he, he didn't get out of the Gone Dookie car. I think that's what she says in Misery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. He's just all, all hard on his version of the X Men. I don't like his version of the X Men. His version of the X-Men did really work really well in 1999 and 2002, but it's 2015, and I just really feel like it doesn't work. Nope, keep making the same movies 13 years later. Yeah, and let's bring back Nightcrawler, because everyone likes Nightcrawler. I know specifically a lot of people liked that actor as Nightcrawler. I don't think yeah. just throwing someone else in as Nightcrawler is going to have the same effect as the first time people saw Nightcrawler in the White House. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Channing Tatum's be playing Gambit in a, in a solo film. In a solo film. That will go over great. It's going to be awesome, guys. Hey, you know what? It might be good. I don't care. Channing Tatum, if he's if they play him up to be funny and charming, it might be good. Because I like Channing Tatum when he's funny. Uh, but his accent better be good. I just don't have much faith in that movie. I don't... A, a Gambit solo film. Right in bat, general. But, yeah, but, What's all going to go on here? So. Woo! That's exciting shit. But I got some more exciting shit right now. Alright, let's do it. Ernest Month! We continue on following America's greatest hero, Ernest P. Worrell. Fuck yeah, you know what I mean, guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, we uh, love Ernest. Let's continue this Ernest month, jumping straight into the directed DVD universe. Yes. The oh, actually, well, directed video for these first two. You're right, directed video. We're now on the first two direct to video films, uh, kicking it off with 1994's <laughs> Ernest Goes to School, the only film in all nine that was directed by Coke Sams. Well, that's interesting. And, uh, that's a new director. That's a new point of view that's a new like a uh, style let's let's see if this uh, benefits the film and it wasn't written it was also one of the few not written by uh uh john r cherry the third uh, this one was just straight up coke sams and someone else coke sams coke sam show uh so um 1994 uh jim varney's recurring dim bulb character ernest <laughs> p Worrell returns in this returns in this film as a school maintenance man seeking to obtain a high school diploma so it's Billy Madison. Back to school. Back to school. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> uh, wait, which movie came out first? Uh, uh, Billy Madison ripped off Ernest Goes to School. Well, no, well, no shit. I don't think it's. I think the whole have to go back to school thing isn't. I don't know. I don't know if it was much of a trope before then, but it seems like already. I don't know. I grew up thinking it was a trope, uh, even really not caring so much about Billy Madison. No, I don't actually care. I was just trying to make a joke. I'm being controversial. Um, so he has some harsh claims. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about the movie, I guess. Ernest goes to school. Uh, the opening uh, theme, "Hail to the Muskrats," is fucking terrible. That's the first note I have. I wrote it and underlined it seven times. My first note <laughs> on the opening was saddest opening. <laughs> <laughs> Because it just starts off, it instantly looks cheap and and just sad. I was like, nope. Because every other movie we've talked about, I like the openings. It's either there's a I got the score playing through, or any, I, I don't know. Scared Stupid has all the footage from public domain films. Um, goes to jails and stuff. Rides again had the theme song of like all these history things and stuff. Ernest kind of inserted them. It was all great. This one here's a, here's a high school. 
in Vancouver. <laughs> and Will Sasso. Shitty like, shitty, like, graphic on the screen. It's like, oh, this is definitely on, on video. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> All right, so, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the film in general? Do you want to talk about our likes first and then our dislikes? I don't know. This is going to be a mess. This is this is going to be a mess, guys. I'm apologizing ahead of time. from our, our normal... I just had problems okay. with this movie. Uh, uh, I don't know where to start. Uh, I'll go. I'll start. I'll start with the beginning. That's the best place to start. Uh, I found the vacuum fight scene disgusting. <laughs> it just looked terrible. The way it was shot, it was like, uh, speed up everything because Ernest is fighting this vacuum cleaner he built. It's just not working for him. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Just have a sad trombone playing the entire fucking time. <laughs> the whole movie. I guess. If, I guess. I guess. If I, I wrote back up just a second. The general plot for the film is the school that Ernest is a maintenance worker at at Chickasaw, uh, Chickasaw Falls High School. Uh, basically, it's coming under pressure for the uh, district, saying they're going to trim the fat, cut down schools, can reconsolidate the district. And Chickasaw Falls is looking pretty bad. And they're also saying they're going to enforce every employee has to have a high school diploma. Well, imagine that. Ernest doesn't have a high school diploma. Uh, so he has to go to school. No explanation and, of how this works. And Ernest goes to school. Yeah. So he goes to school. Uh, I guess he's and just immediately of, a senior. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently he didn't finish his senior year or something, I guess. They talked about it. So. Oh, okay, cool. I must miss that uh, in the shit. And so the film goes along. Um, Ernest uh, has friends. Apparently, as a janitor, he's made friends with these seventeen-year-old kids. Hey, you know what? I have honestly known a lot of stories of like janitors that are friends with kids in the schools. Um, That's cool. It, it just in this context, it just seems weird. I'm more weirded out of the fact that the high school janitor employee has bullies who are students. Yes. Why do those students hate him so much? Why uh, Will Sasso? Yeah. What did James Vardy do to you? Well, I have a whole, I have a whole bunch of issues with the bullies. Um, a whole bunch. Well, we'll get to those. Yeah, well, well, let's get to the general plot. So, so because Ernest can't succeed and he's looking to fail in the school, obviously, and he wants to keep his job. That's the main motivation around keeping his job. The whole then might be shutting down the school is kind of the secondary plot that works in later. Uh, Ernest uh, goes to um, now. Who, who's he playing this time? Now, uh, Bob, okay, Bill Berg is still playing Bobby. Yeah, Bobby he's still and, Bobby. And Gerda, Gerda played by Linda Carr. Who is, I think, far better in Goes to School than she was in Rides Again. Yeah, because her character in Rides Again was just insufferable. Yes. Um, so this one, she, they're both like like science teachers. They're German Nazi science teachers. Yeah, it's implying that a little bit. <laughs> they imply it. But they're definitely German. Uh, at the Nazi things implied. <laughs> they develop a machine that makes you smart. So they use it on Ernest. Ernest uh, then begins a streak of film. Uh, I guess this next and Slams Dunk films where he becomes an, uh, an unlikable asshole because he becomes too full of himself. Which I get is the point, but you're supposed to like go boo, Ernest, boo. So he becomes full of himself, has to realize he has to do it on his own, and then they save the school. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the plot. Uh, yeah, they make the football players smart at football. They make the band members smart at football. They make them smart so they're somehow physically able to beat the other team in the finals. Yeah. We're just jumping all over the place. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, let's list a few things that we like, at least. A few things I like. Um, I liked the weird wrestling in the gym thing. 
it, I, I did, but it, it verged uh, too much into... Well, this isn't right. Those ri- those ring ropes are way too fucking fucking <laughs> to fucking together. And why is this happening? Like, why is this ha- Wrestling in school is not professional wrestling. Yeah, I had the same thought, I, but I... I, I, know, I know it's meant for a bit, but it's just, like, too much. No, that's real wrestling, Bill. It is? Yes. That's... It, must been, it must have been down south. It must have been down south. You're right, it is. Everything shot in Nashville, it seems like. like um, back, back when I was booking Puerto Rico. <laughs> Uh, Booker T just shows up and calls Ernest a nigger, and then oh Jesus Christ! And then immediately realizes he said it, and then puts his head down and turns around, and stays quiet for the rest of the film. We're coming for you. <laughs> That's my favorite Booker T moment. Anyway, other things I like about this movie, and not Booker T. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, uh, what other things did I like? I liked the girl asking for the football in the football game. I thought that was. A one-second joke that was funny, and it worked, and I don't know why, but I liked it. In this giant pile of shit, I liked that joke. <laughs> uh, and again, I did like uh, Linda Cash as uh, the German teacher, Gerda, in this film. But I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, over-the-top German characters, so that's super subjective. And Bobby is German. He, just didn't really he said nine. Yeah. That's it. Good job, Bobby. Good job, Bobby! <laughs> um... I think that's my entire list. I don't. I didn't really write down any positives on my list. I just was like, oh, this is stupid. Oh, oh this is stupid. Oh, okay. All right, so what's wrong with the film, Bill? Uh, there was a random ghost cowboy for some reason. Oh, no! I fucking love that! That's the only thing that legitimately made me laugh out loud in this movie. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry. I thought it was really funny because it was such a non-sequitur. Yes. But what bothered me is it, it, it was just... It never shows up again. Okay. It doesn't do anything else in the movie. So I put down, like, I laughed, but there's no payoff to it. It's not like later the ghost cowboy shows up again to say something to Ernest. Nope. It was that one scene, that one time, random, in the middle of the school. There's a random ghost cowboy, Marlboro man. I don't know why. It wasn't like, it wasn't trying to be all, like, anti-smoking, because they made that guy look fucking cool as shit. Super fucking cool. Super fucking cool shit. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair criticism, uh, but as a non-sequitur joke, it did work. But as you said, there is no payoff after that. It's just that yeah. joke. As yeah, that joke, it is yeah. funny, but there is nothing after that. That's a totally legit criticism. Yeah, usually the non-sequiturs or something like that, there's there's a payoff to it. Like, um, he never knew when to quit. Yeah, it's a good cutaway gag. It's set up like a cutaway gag. And it comes back later, and it's really funny again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is films have some bits like that, but they always have a payoff to them or something. It's like a setup and a punch and a punchline later. This is just a pure. Here's a random ghost cowboy. Mm-hmm. While I appreciated it, I just had to put it down. It's just like, why is this here? It's very strange. Just it's a very strange moment in the film, which I know the film is full of goofy shit, but just it seemed really out of place. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, the bullies. What the fuck is up with the bullies? Why are they so fucking mean? They're so fucking mean. And they're doing really heinous fucking things. Really terrible things. They should get super in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I was like, what the fuck is this? And and by, by the end of the film, there's no comeuppance for them. Like, they just get away with everything. Yeah. There's no resolution for their characters. They're shitty assholes to fucking everybody. The Ernest and the band kids, everything. By the end of the film, they're, I guess, yay, we saved the school. But there's nothing for them. They don't get like, oh, like a... It's not like the, the bullies in Goes to Camp who ended up on the side of the kids they were bullying. Yeah. Like, they weren't shown that 
they were wrong and those kids weren't that bad, which is their comeuppance. Like, it's not the same as, like, a straight-up, like, stick-it-to-the-bullies thing. Like, they change because of it. Mm. Um, in this film, nothing bad happens to them. They're just shitty people. Well, I guess Will Sasso had a terrible career, so ha there's that going for you. I don't know. I'm sure you do. He's on SNS. Uh, I'm sorry. Durr. That's a slip-up. <laughs> he was on Mad TV forever, and then... Uh, and he was on Doc he was in Doctor Who. The TV movie. The TV movie. I mean, he's he's fine. No, he's fine. I was just, I was, I like it was a joke. A Will Sasso as a person is fine. But yeah, he didn't really ever have that like big career. But whatever. Um, moving along here, uh, the re I, the re whole recharging bit seemed to put things out of stretch. It's like okay, you have to come back and recharge. So how long are the breaks between classes in this high school? That you're able to recharge so easily. Yeah, cause it's like he, it's like he jumps out of class, runs down the hallway before anybody's even in the hallways. So somehow he's getting out of the classroom. But I mean, I know I'm poking holes in logic of Ernest goes to school, <laughs> but this, this is a valid point. It's a valid criticism, I suppose. Of it, it's just like how he has so much time to run down the hallways when no one's there, get in his locker. That's like you notice, like all of his, the the sections of lockers he's at are bigger than all the lockers around them. Way bigger. Just because, obviously, to facilitate the fact that behind Ernest's locker is the secret lair where they have this big recharging machine. And so, it's like, it's first off, he has to get out, get to it, he has to do it, and then he still makes it to class. Yeah. Like, does he not get in trouble for being late? He doesn't get anything? He has all his time. It was like 15 minutes between classes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I know why school is failing. They, all they're spending is walking around. <laughs> What else is wrong in this film, Bill? Um, well, so because of Ernest becoming smart, he becomes an asshole. A giant asshole. Which, again, which we'll say nothing about, about Jim Varney. Jim Varney's playing the part perfectly fine. We've said this for all the films. It's just the character. I don't want to watch Ernest be a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. I Again, I said before, I get that's the point. And I was just going, I was just going like, oh, Ernest, what are you doing that for? But I don't want to do that. I want to just watch Ernest get shit on unfairly, and him have to overcome and be a, and you know prove everyone else that he's right, not try to prove that he's right. I don't know. Yeah. To himself or something. I think that it's not as bad in this one as it is in the one coming up. Um, although it's a very similar thing because it, it, he's not as insufferable prior to the machine. Yeah, he's still Ernest. Yeah, it's the machine making him this way. Yeah, um, everything gets it gets rather silly. Um, again, the, the band class apparently Ernest demoing a mu uh, demoing an instrument or doing a better job conducting makes everyone better at reading the fucking music and playing. Apparently, yeah, that's how you do it. That's not how it works. No, <laughs> I was in band. It doesn't fucking work that way. It really irritated me. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna pick up this trumpet and I'm gonna play. Now everyone plays better. Everyone's better. That doesn't know. The reason why I could never play an instrument, Bill, is because no one ever played an instrument in front of me. No one that was super intelligent was conducting. If someone was better conducting, man. I'd be so that, good. That band would have been five stars. Five stars. But because uh, the new person they brought in, who apparently was the best, turns out to be shitty as fuck, can't do anything, and then she's just, well, I can't do anything. These kids are getting better. Uh, excuse me. Oh, thanks, Ernest. I'll just let you do my fucking job now. Thanks, Ernest. Prick. <laughs> um, oh, so, so, 
Um, things. Ernest starts to figure this out and figure out that you know things aren't working out, and so when he's not able to recharge, but I, I love this part of it. Really, it really kind of irritated me. So they're performing the ha- a halftime show and everything, and Ernest's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can do this." He's conducting. He's doing fine, but because of uh, being conducting is not that big of a deal. Yeah, because it, <laughs> but his cape gets caught on the the like sign getting raised behind him on the on the stand. And because he falls down and causes issues, everyone blames him on something that wasn't his fault at all. At all. And up until the very last moment, that was it still ended up being a good halftime show that everyone liked. Yeah. Like, up until... because of a simple mistake. Apparently it's his fault, and everyone's like, fuck you, Ernest. Well, immediately. Everyone is very fickle in this film. Quickly. Very, like, man, they turn on a dime. Turn on a fucking dime. Yeah, no shit. It's terrible. Um... What else do I got here? Um, oh yeah, the, so no one learns any lessons, no one improves on anything because they all cheat to win the game. Yes, I like this, it's a great film for kids. Hey kids, just cheat. Ernest cheated the entire movie; he gets away with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and then uh, yeah, no comeuppance for the bullies. Um, that was all my stuff. Did you have any particular things you wanted to discuss about Ernest goes to school? I mean, you're doing really well. okay thank you um like this movie was terrible it really was i was really i mean i i will say is i like the premise i think the premise could have been like the general okay let's put Ernest in a school environment like he has to go back to school for a reason like the general like intro storyline to the movie i think is fine Mm -hmm. it's the execution that i thought was very much lacking yes um and it just puts Ernest in a place where i don't want to see that character at all. I, uh, for me, I I dislike Ernest Goes to School as much as I dislike Rides Again, but this one was slightly less boring by comparison, yet it's definitely a worse film. Yeah. So it's hard for me, like, um, when we do the rankings at the end of Ernest Month, I'm not sure where this one's gonna rank versus Rides Again versus, you know, the other sh- I know where the shittiest one is gonna rank. Um, I already know <laughs> I already fucking know, um, but like it's weird because it's this is clearly a worse movie than, than Rise Again, but I disliked it just as much, and and yet there's there, he didn't ride a cannon for thirty fucking minutes, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Is this such a cheap movie? Too, it's such because, a cheap movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's they're having to go cheaper. I have to go into direct to VHS, things like that. But it just also, a lot of times, just looks really cheap. Yes, absolutely. Which is something I can't say so much about um, We Get a Slam Dunk Ernest. I felt that movie looked a lot better. Slam Dunk Ernest is back to at least quality filmmaking, even if we don't like the movie. Yeah, this film, though, just there's so many, like I said before, similar scenes to the vacuum fight scene, where it's all that shaky, speed up, fast down, camera spinning all over the fucking place it just there's lots of that in this film i don't i didn't like coke sam's work in this film at all no i completely agree i thought he script script is shit and his directing is shit yes completely agreed yeah (laughs) i'm glad this is the only film he did he worked on yes for sure well i mean i solely solely worked on yeah i mean it's weird because he's he's contributed on the other scripts of john r cherry i don't know if like coke sam's has good ideas but he needs cherry to rein him in Mm mm-hmm for them, like them, they both work well together. But Sam's on his own just didn't. And then again, the script is also written with uh, uh, Bruce or um, 
Arnston, so maybe some elements there just didn't work out. Maybe. It, it, honestly, there could be a dozen reasons. As I've said, yeah, you know, course. there's like no one that's making a movie and saying like, "Man, this movie's total dog shit. Awesome, let's release this." Like they, everyone thinks they're making a good movie at the time. Most of the yeah. time, most of the time. Usually, most people, most people can see the writing on the walls, but they just, they just try to. Oh get yeah, like writing. actors and stuff will go with it, but like I'm talking like, like the head of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> Like, at no point was Coke Sands being like, man, this script is shit. Well, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot. There were some bits. Um, I forgot in the beginning. I want to go back real quick. Uh, the Him trying to repair the plumbing in the, like, the, the locker room. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was a weird bit. But it was kind of weird because, like, this is a really big bathroom. What the fuck Oh, yeah, the bathroom was huge, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, well, I had to make a set to make all this work. Well, like, why is this, like... Here's the stalls in the sink. There's like 15 feet between them. It was weird. It made no sense, but it was fun. It was compared it was like, to the rest of the, compared to the rest of the film. It was fine. Yeah, it was a fine little slap. It was better slap. than the vacuum cleaner. Uh, oh yeah, way better than vacuum cleaner. Which again was establishing that Ernest is building inventions and doing all this crazy shit. Why is he apparently doesn't have his high school diploma? He, I don't why doesn't he just go to get his GED? I don't know. <laughs> like at least Billy uh, Madison, it's the whole idea that he cheated through all of school. If Ernest simply just didn't finish, he could just go get a GED in, like, a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, get smart, go take the GED, and then you're done. Yeah, no shit. I don't know what the fuck... Whatever. Uh, star ratings! Uh, star rating! Um, I give this one star. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a one star for me as well. There's just really nothing that redeeming in it for me to put it any higher. Like, there were still elements of Rides Again I was enjoying. It just was boring in a lot of parts. This film just from beginning to end was just doing things I was just getting really pissed off at. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, like I said before, you're putting Ernest in a position where I don't like him. I don't want to watch a movie where I don't like Ernest. Yeah. I mean, or at least, or at least you can do it better. Make it overwhelm. Make it more, I don't know, make it more like you can see him, some struggle in him, not just him being a... Insufferable ass. Which I feel is something that Slam Dunk does do slightly better. That, yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll just, just side, uh, go right into it. Uh, next up, we have the second directed VHS uh, Ernest film, Slam Dunk Ernest from 1995. Uh, Ernest P. Worrell becomes a basketball star after an angel bearing an uncanny resemblance to Kareem Abdul Jabbar gives him a pair of magic sneakers. Uh, I did not realize that was a basketball player for a while. Oh, you didn't know that was, that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Nope. Oh, Be okay. Because... You just thought he was the guy from Game of Death? But, uh... Yeah! That's what I recognized him <laughs> from. That's all. I was like, that's weird that they got the Game of Death being this angel. <laughs> Whatever. What do I know? Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and, and I recognized... Okay, I'm, so I'm, sorry they, I'm sorry they didn't get Larry Bird. I didn't connected with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the basketball player, until I realized that this archangel looked like the guy from Airplane, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then I remembered the jokes from Airplane, which was, aren't you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the basketball player? And he went, no fucking kid. And that's when I went, oh, this is a basketball player that they got for this basketball movie. I'm retarded. Well, I get, I mean, uh, Totally benefit of that. Like, if you don't know the sport, I mean, the, I, the most exposure I, I, to basketball I, I have is Shaq Fu and Space Jam. 
Yeah, there you go. That sounds great. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess nowadays he isn't so much in the pop, like the pop culture zeitgeist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, uh, Slam Dunk Ernest. Um, Ernest is again a janitor, as he often is. He is apparently works for a company called Clean Sweep, which is run by. Um, bring it up here. Apologies. Um, uh, Sick Cozart as Barry Worth. Sick Cozart's in all sorts of stuff, which he's also in uh, White Man Can't Jump. So like the continuing streak of basketball films he's in. Yes. Uh, but he's basically uh, Barry has a cleaning company called Clean Sweep. They work at a mall. Uh, they're all, uh, him and all his clean crew are black men who all play basketball for like a city league. And Ernest really just really wants to play with them. And so uh, through uh, an angel giving him some sweet kicks. The Archangel of Basketball. Super, Archangel of Basketball. At least as he tells Ernest. Yes. Um, Ernest uh, becomes full of himself, gets tempted by a um, basketball agent. And uh, thinking he's hot shit, he does. But then he realizes when he's uh, making his team, his teammates all hate him and, make, and making... Uh, Barry's kid, like, disrespect him and not, like, love his father. Ernest is like, you know what? No good. Can't be doing this. And then has a redemption. And then that's, that's the general gist. A, r- a really uh, good redemption, honestly. Um, I mean, I, I, I say... I'll, at least compared to I, goes to school, at least. Much better, yeah. I just feel like it's too too late. Yeah. It's like it's like a day late, dollar short. It feels like it comes in at the last like ten minutes of the film. Yeah, let's let's talk about the film more in order. Um my notes Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, my yeah. notes, uh my first note is man, this glasses guy really hates white people. Yeah. He really hates white people, like to a crazy racist level hating white people. That's that was my main note. Was he was he I forget was the glasses fellow the um the very well spoken janitor guy. Okay, okay, yeah, the one the one that was using like the generic nineties like terms like new my, my sweet Nubian woman and all of that yes. stuff. Like the very well well spoken black man character that was very prevalent in nineties films. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah, he was I mean I, I mean I wrote this down. I feel like everyone is just very racist towards Ernest. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you're a dumb white man, redneck. You can't play basketball. Dumb redneck yeah, white it. boy. Yeah. Dumb redneck white boy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get, get what they're going for, but it's just, it, it sometimes, sometimes feel like a bit much. It definitely, but then, yeah, but, I, but um, also, I Ernest is kind of a insufferable character even before he gets the shoes. I feel he's like yeah. super annoying, like. To the point where I understand why no one likes him. Yeah, that it was. That's what I was uh, when I was watching the film. I sent Steve a message saying Ernest is insufferable in this film, and we both knew. He said the scene I was talking about. He's because um, through a thing, he becomes a member of their team, and he is just insufferable. He's they are trying to play the game. He's like doing cheerleader stuff, taking flash photography of them, <laughs> being annoying as shit and it's like why are you doing this you're giving them every reason for them to hate you and you're giving me every reason to hate you and i don't want to hate you Ernest. yeah uh Ernest in the first four films even the first five films i'll include i'll include uh rides again though that Ernest would not do what this Ernest was doing at all no not all he would he would try to help and fail but he wouldn't be doing weird cheer stuff and making them lose yeah, um, I wanted to back up just real quick. Um, I think we got our answer about whether or not Ernest was in Vietnam. 
because uh, it was in 1964 and he was a kid playing basketball. Yes. Upside the hood. Um, when a couple of guys show up to no good, start making trouble this neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And then there was all, all of a sudden a demon basketball that uh, was killing everybody. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Just murdering so many people. That's how bad he is at basketball. He throws it and misses the hoop and it kills everyone. <laughs> everyone in that town is dead now. That sounds like a horror film. We need to get out of that. <laughs> Demon basketball. And that's the origin story of Ernest P. World. Yeah. He makes jokes about everything because he's terrified of his powers. So, John R. Cherry's back on this film. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a John R. Cherry film. Like, I, I started writing down immediately because... Um, when they're at the mall and they're talking with the clean sweep, sweep, uh, clean sweep guys and Ernest, there's a lot of extreme close-up on Ernest's face. A lot. Like, everything is in such tight shots on Ernest. Like, everyone else, when they're talking in a group, it's back far enough. You can see everyone in frame pretty well. Ernest, it's like, that camera is right on Jim Varney's face. Mm-hmm. Really tight on him. And it's it's uh, disgusting. <laughs> or, very, or not disgusting, maybe unsettling. Very unsettling. And I thought it was just the beginning of the film. Nope, happens a lot. It's uh, 93 minutes of very tight shots on Ernest's face. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but yeah, so we were on that part, that area of the film. Um, there's also... Um, apologies, I'm getting my names here. Um, Miss Irma Teradiddle, played by Elise uh, Valence, uh, who I wrote down, it's like, please gamble on my lotto tickets. <laughs> like, she's just sitting there, like, the entire time. You guys want to buy some lotto tickets? You can win a lot of money. Yeah. Like, it's the weirdest... A lot of money. It's the weirdest hard of sell of something that literally everyone buys with no advertising anyway. Like, there's the reason why every state has a lottery thing, because people just buy them. You don't have to fucking... Be a, a carny at the mall, like, hey, get your lotto tickets here, get your lotto tickets. Yeah, at this mall that no one's ever right now, obviously, because we always see that closing. But she's always there trying to still at the booth. She's selling, selling lottery tickets. To so. the employees. <laughs> to the employees, yeah. Which I get, at the end of the film, you realize why. She's obviously addicted to money and the gambling and yes. everything. But a lot of times it's kind of gross. Yeah. It's like, oh, go away. <laughs> I mean, which is sad. Um, they always try, in this film they do the classic stuff. Like, if you see pictures of Lisa Valence, I think I'm pronouncing her last name right. Whatever. Uh, she has a lot of voice acting work and stuff mm-hmm. more recently in recent years, of course. Uh, if you look at pictures of her, she's actually a pretty attractive looking woman. But in this film they try to do the whole here's kind of a frumpy outfit and here's some horn ruined glasses. Instantly makes you an ugly lady. That means that that's your your Ernest's love interest. Which is dumb because I think that when she is in the quote unquote ugly lady mode, she's fucking adorable. And then when they yeah, exactly. and then when they hot her up, she's vastly less attractive. Absolutely, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. And so it's just one of those weird bits. And like, oh, she's gross because she rubbed her nose, and that's like the only thing they do to try to establish that. Everything else is. I also find it funny fine. that they try to establish her as like gross and like unwanted type deal, but then immediately the janitor's like, "Come on, Ernest, she's out of your league." As if this character that was just moments prior we're supposed to believe was as equal of an outcast as Ernest is now suddenly nowhere near Ernest's level. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone shits on Ernest, but they suddenly think this woman is out of his Bombing. Bombing. You, yo, you tripping, Ernest. You tripping? You tripping, you honky oh, redneck. She's <laughs> from uh, Miguel Nunez, who's in a lot of things. I really like him and uh, see Cozart in the, as actors. And I think they're fine in this film. Um, I just think their characters are... It's a bit harsh on Ernest a lot. I think uh, Barry is really good in the film. 
Yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I go up my character name. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Barry, I like Barry a lot. I think he's... He's... Oddly enough, I think he's like the main character of the film. He's trying... Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get the... He's trying to, you know, rectify the fact that he, you know, dropped out of college, didn't, you know, play a lot of college ball. He wants to try to get the pros. He's his big shot, the City League thing, and he comes up and play a pro team. He's trying to get to keep his kids respect. His kid is like, no, 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 you worked hard and got nothing. I'm going to get these shoes. Ernest got the shoes. And all this other stuff. And it's just like, you know, Barry's like the linchpin of the film. Ernest like just feels like this dude that's fucking everything up for Barry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, not very much an Ernest, not very much an Ernest story, that, like him trying to gain acceptance of these guys. It's more or less they're following the clean sweep team and they're trying to, you know, trying to make something of themselves and Ernest is just fucking it well, up. Well, I think Ernest movies can work with Ernest as more of a kind of supporting character to what the film is about. Because that's kind of what goes to camp mm-hmm. and saves Christmas was. You know, Sage yeah. Christmas was about Santa finding a replacement Santa. Ghost of Camp was about uh, these kids uh, not going back to fucking jail and also saving the camp. But Ernest was just there both those times. And then vice versa, you know, Ernest Goes to Jail was clearly a movie about Ernest. And Scared Stupid was, you know, Ernest was clearly also the main character of that film. So I think mm. the story of Ernest isn't really the main character in this Ernest film is totally fine. And I think I just don't think it works well here because uh, Ernest isn't helping them along. I agree, he's making matters worse. Constantly. He's the villain, not really. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that bad. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, a couple notes that I, that I did have in addition before we get into more of the cons of the film, I guess. Um, these are kind of neutral, just things that I kind of liked but weren't really that good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did think that it was kind of cool that the rest of the team, before Ernest becomes a total like full of himself asshole, and he's just really good. And he's just, like, happy that he's helping the team win prior to all the money shit. I did appreciate that the entire team supports him, except for Barry being jealous. And, like, at that point, Barry was just jealous. It was somewhat selfish, which is fine. It, it's human. Um, but I yeah, but I did I, di- I, dig I, that the rest of the team was not immediately on board with the fuck you, Ernest, taking our spotlight thing. Like, they were legitimately happy for him. Yeah, but I think it works. I, I don't know. In my eyes, I see. I see it as Barry. Like he desperately wants this shot, and he and he gets that promise. I don't know if it's jealousy. It's just like he sees Ernest is just stealing that from him. Stealing no, absolutely. Yeah, because because then, cause then it goes into where his kids disrespecting him, like caring more about Ernest. Like Barry's put in the spot where it's like he's the he's right. He's worked hardest. Everything Ernest just comes out there with these shitty fucking shoes and it's <laughs> like mopping the floor with them. And it's like everyone else is like yay Ernest. And Barry's like. But guys, we're not. We're you know what's going on? It's about yeah. us. It's about us winning, and we were just trying to be nice, give Ernest a shot because he was really you know he, he stuck his neck out for mm-hmm. us and stuff. And now, now he's just showboating and you know taking away like actual actual everything that Barry talks about in the film is hard work gets you places. No, absolutely get you places. It that it works really well so. for Barry. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. knocking Barry's reaction during that point in the film. It makes total sense, and I like Barry's arc in this movie. Um, mm. And another thing that was uh, possibly my favorite moment of the film, even though it's in a generally bad part of the film, is the one moment in the limousine when Jim Varney drops the earnest personality for one line to look at the devil and say, stay out of this. It was it was so jarring and out of character that I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> That was. I felt that that was a great choice on Varney's part. Yeah, there's an Ottomans reference in there too during that fashion show. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, during that fashion show, there was a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed. The that. Ottomans will not leave. I did enjoy the over-the-top intro of Ernest at the basketball game, but I enjoyed that for all the wrong reasons. 
I did feel the there was a lot of forced Saint school stuff, which I guess is expected. Uh, the Sarge, the the like guy that's uh the the head of security at the mall. He's a real fucking asshole. Yeah, a super asshole. I thought. Anyways. This mall needs to be spotless. It looks pretty fucking clean. I don't know what the fuck yeah, you're talking about. Came off kind of, kind of racist. Yeah, it came off kind of racist. It needs to be fucking sparkling. S- fucking sparkling, you little shits. Get to work. Haha, I'm white. That's a quote from Sarge. Mm-hmm. Sarge said that. Um, let's see, moving on. I think we're getting to the end of the film where we discover that the fat man. It was apparently a demon. Yeah. Trying to corrupt a kid in the Stanley shoes, which he does when he returns them. And a cream of Jabbar as the garden angel was just there to apparently stop that. But by doing so, he did stuff with Ernest. I didn't. The, the whole ending was just kind of a floppy dick mess. Yeah. I felt, anyways. I don't know. Like I said, like the redemption arc that they have there for Ernest comes like so late in the film and it, it feels like it doesn't mean anything it's like oh you guys are right I fucked up I'm gonna throw these shoes away everything's fine now oh no it's not you that, that doesn't you, what is that that's like a, such a like oh you might as well open the door go into the next room and now you're a different character mm-hmm. it's such a quick snap turn change of heart at least it goes to school there was a I don't know I felt like it, it, was, it made it made a bit more sense and stuff and you tried to make up for the fact that he was being a dick bag. This film is like, nope, I'm okay now. I think it works in this slightly better than you do. I mean, I still, I agree that it was rushed. And it means little, but I think it means little versus means nothing. Because uh, I can definitely just see that Ernest didn't even realize he was being an asshole. Uh, because at this point he had been shit on for not being able to play basketball, and now he can. And he just, he's so in love with it, you know, and he's going to get the girl... And he's finally succeeding in life. He's no longer janitor. And then it's just, it's just that moment of seeing Barry's son disrespect Barry where he realizes that he's causing this. And that's when he realizes, oh, fuck, I am an asshole. You guys are right. Uh, I think it works, but I do agree that it's way too fast, way too short, and means very little. That's my, that's my two yeah, cents. That's that, yeah, I, mean, I agree. That, that's kind of how I was feeling about it as well. Also, that lady, that lady apparently uh, goes to hell. Yeah, I think that's the implication. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good for her, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't know. Do you want to get into, like, uh, end, end review star rating? Or is there anything else you wanted to point out? Uh, yeah, so one last thing before we do uh, star ratings. The shoes. The shoes are fucking annoying as shit. I didn't like the shoes. I hate the shows. The uh, shoes. <laughs> they're sh- damn showboat shoes that don't misuse the shoes. Oh, that, that can't get repeated often enough. Not at all. Yeah, I thought that was a just... Yeah, they were annoying, annoying, squeaky noise, a lot of stupid gags, the shoes. Stupid, obvious gags, too. Like, that's the thing. Uh, Just hated the shoes, hated the shoes. Uh, Star rating, um, there's some bits, and they think the general story, I think, is handled better this time around. There's some things that, obviously, all the things we talked about didn't like. I think I would give it a 2 out of 5. Uh, I th- I agree. I think I I'm giving it a two out of five as well. Uh, for me, it, it, there's a lot wrong with it. Good. It's not a yeah. good film. The quality is back uh, for a director video at least, like compared to Goes to School. Like it's more of a higher quality film. Like they cared more, even if it ended up being a film that we didn't like. Um, and it it had mm-hmm. the heart. It had heart again. Whereas I feel like. To me, Rides Again didn't have the heart, and especially Goes to School had no fucking heart. So even if the heart was misplaced and low quality and very short in its comeuppance, I feel that it was at least there. It was trying. Yeah. 
and and there were some good bits in it. So yeah, uh, two stars out of five. You know, obviously still still the bad film, but compared to how we feel about Goes to School and how I personally feel about Rides Again, definitely it's at least an improvement. So maybe Ernest is climbing a ladder again in the direct video market. Yeah, it definitely felt much better quality in that part. Uh, that regards totally right totally agree with you so uh but if you don't agree with us if you think that goes to school is the pinnacle of filmmaking well please let us know (laughs) uh you can get in touch with us at moviefilmsofbillandsteve at gmail.com you can of course find us on facebook just look up moviefilmsofbillandsteve same with itunes look at moviefilmsofbillandsteve uh you can find us on twitter i kind of do that sometimes uh, at moviefilmsbs that stands for bill and steve or bullshit whichever you prefer and if you want the more personal Lovable experience, you can find me on Twitter at Lovable And of course, you can always check out my films at SilverSpotlightFilms.com, Facebook.com slash SilverSpotlightFilms, or you can get in touch with me personally at my email, DarkMullet at gmail.com, or by randomly posting an insulting post on Craigslist and hoping that I find it. <laughs> uh, whichever one works for you. That sounds perfect. <laughs> and, and, and as always, guys, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. Lots of money. Lots of money. And you're gonna scratch this off, and you get these match up. You'll even win even more money. <laughs> money. Money, money, my money. And me, and money, and me, and money. You know what I mean? <laughs>